0: You are listening to the Gay Florida Man Podcast. This podcast is hosted by retired corrections officer, Mark DeWolf, who will discuss various topics prevalent to corrections, gay culture, arts and entertainment, as well as current events. Listeners need to be advised that this podcast will discuss situations involving extreme violence, substance abuse, sexual assault, and murder. Details of actual events have been modified so as to protect the privacy of involved parties.
1: Welcome back to the gay Florida man. This is episode 16. In 2015 movie audiences became interested in a film series titled 50 shades. For many, it was the first time they had encountered the topic of BDSM, also known as bondage, discipline, dominance, and submission, sadomasochism. My original intent for today's episode was to talk about the world of fetishes, kinks, and alternative sexual practices. But when I began to research and went down the rabbit hole, I realized I had bit off more than I could suck. Fortunately, I do have a friend who has dabbled in animal role play, specifically puppy play. Okay, so joining me today is a friend we're going to call Red Bull, and I have known him for 17 years. We're guessing 17, right about that time period. I want to congratulate him red bull he came out of the closet a couple years ago and he has joined the community and i think that's fantastic and he joins us because he's had a great experience or an early experience into what is considered animal role play animal role play is part of the bdsm umbrella and it's considered a kinky activity One person plays the part of a human animal. So not to be confused with bestiality, because we're not about that at all. We're talking about playing the part. And I I want everybody to know that this sort of role play, there's pups, there's kittens, there's piggies, and equestrian, like the horse thing. It's big business, and I think it's becoming more popular, more mainstream. I'm starting to see it more of it referenced on different dating apps and you can see some of the equipment that's used by some of the people that that do this stuff because they're into this kinky activity. How are you Red Bull?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: I'm doing well and it's been it's been a long time. We were we were actually uh, catching up a little bit because we haven't talked in a long time, but uh, it's been, been fun. Time.
0: <laughs> congratulations
1: on on joining the community congratulations on Thank you. saying goodbye to the closet
0: yeah yeah right <laughs>
1: that's fantastic it, it, no, that's
0: i honestly haven't felt freer since i've come out
1: that's amazing that's amazing well you definitely uh have a story to tell and i'm glad that you're on the podcast and we can finally catch up and we can uh we can talk about your story yeah But <laughs> Do you mind telling us what made you decide to, uh, because it's difficult where you live to, there's a great influence and it's hard based on where you live to finally come out of the closet. So was there a breaking point? Is it something that you're comfortable talking about? Yeah. Just your personal story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've. Ever since puberty, I've always had an attraction to guys. I've always been attracted to guys. And, and I always kind of shut it out as it was just something I was going through or because it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I was raised to believe that because my parents are very supportive of it, but it was just, it wasn't the right thing to do in in my eyes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had, you know, gone through high school and hid it from everybody And then I got married out of high school, was married for about five years, got divorced, was uh, single for an additional five years, and then got married again and was married for nine years. Wow. And I told myself during that time, I mean, I I wasn't convincing myself. I just was, I had thoughts about the gay side or the gay community, but I never acted on anything. And I was happy. I was happy where I was at. At least I thought I was.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Well, my wife at the time, I think she could sense it because she said that she was unhappy and wanted out of the relationship. When we when we ended that marriage, I finally was just like, what am I doing? I've, I've been curious about this. I've been you know thinking about it. Like, why am I hiding from this? I did. What I'll, all guys do is download Grindr and <laughs> find me some hookups. So sure, I, yeah. I played around with that for a little bit. And then I met a guy. He was—he actually had some medical problems at the time and was—and was kind of hiding it from his family. And I—I I told him I was—I—I like, you know, had this kind of huge conversation with him about how he shouldn't be—you know—he—he he should be telling them and that they'll be supportive and all this. And then I left that day and went home and I was like, what am I doing? I'm doing the exact same thing. Mm. And and that weekend, I, I went up to my parents' house and I—I told them. And then I left their house and I remember I came home and I fell into kind of a depression for a little while because it was so easy for me to do it. It was so easy. My parents and my family was so accepting of it. Why didn't I do it sooner? Why have I wasted so much of my life Uh. hiding from it? But I mean, I've accepted it now. I've, you know, I'm happy now. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've been dating a guy now for a couple months now. We're actually living together and it's really good. He's, he's a great guy. So (laughs)
1: <laughs> you, you know sorry i've made jokes with uh with lesbian friends of mine and it's like two months in you got the u-haul you got your birkenstocks you got your, yeah, your super really. wagon and it turns into a, a, a marriage
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least with yeah. the lesbians you know well, it, I, it, it turns well, into this, something forever
0: this was actually kind of a funny situation too but it was i, I actually met him on grinder Okay, and, and he was married at the time, technically is still married, but he was in an open relationship. Well, his husband was very abusive and uh. I went over to the house and we were hanging out and the husband was hanging out with somebody else and then started. he started drinking heavily and then started attacking my boyfriend and I ended up pulling him off of him. I was completely nude and ended up pulling him off of him and he got a restraining order, a protective order and he's got a divorce case pending right now and holy
1: shit yeah so (laughs) wow you do have a story to tell
0: (laughs) yeah yep god i'm not into naked wrestling but i was doing that
1: for that night that was your king for that night exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic well i'm glad that what was it like when you're driving to go tell your parents like what was your heart racing were you sweating like you know it it, (laughs) may i ask how old you were at the point where you came out
0: um so i was 37. okay driving up there i was nervous i wasn't nervous to the point where like my heart was racing or anything like that It, Hmm. it wasn't until my parents, my mom actually wanted to go to the liquor store and I said, okay, this is perfect. I'm going to jump in the truck with her. I'll go with her. And while we're driving, I can explain it to her. Okay. Um, when I jumped in the truck with her, the first thing, my my I have an Apple watch and my watch dinged to me and said, your heart rate is over a hundred and you have been inactive. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, so as soon as I got in the truck, <laughs> it was, you know, anxiety went through the roof and sure but it it was calmed almost immediately. Like after I told her it was almost like, so, okay, that's, that's great. Like as long as you're happy and it, and it was, you know, an instant relief, like the anxiety instantly went away. And, you know, I think the, I think the thing that, that kind of worried me the most is that I had some, some family members that had, well, they, they're lesbian. And mm-hmm. they, they kind of don't really acknowledge it around other people. And so when they, when they came around, it was always like, we had to hide it or not say anything. You don't, you don't make lesbian jokes. You don't, you don't do any of that. And that was one of the biggest things that I was worried about with my family is that they were going to, they were going to treat me like that, that they were going to like hide it, you know, hide behind it. or Like,
1: a, like don't ask, don't tell.
0: Right. And that, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want that. And, sure, and sure. so I explained that to my parents and my dad's actually taking it better than my mom, which really, was, was, yeah, you know, like my dad was asking, he, I mean, he asked me about my dating life and asked me all that stuff, asked me who I'm dating and you know, how, if I like, him. and I, like, it's, it's crazy to me. And my mom's more, she kind of keeps it quiet. I just think it, maybe it's a touchy topic for her. So I just not like I need to push it or anything, but.
1: I wish I heard more stories like this when people tell their family because i hear so many stories where things go in an opposite direction but i know both your parents and they're both salt of the earth they're wonderful people and there's absolutely no doubt they love you more than anything and i think it's great that they say the most important thing is your happiness yep that's amazing and the only difference between your story and mine is you told your mom going to the liquor store when I told my mom she went to the liquor store. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh. wink, wink, if you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's no, that's that's great. I'm glad that you're you're in a good place with your family and with your partner. That's wonderful. As we talk about the animal role play, and I know, That we're here today because you have experience, and I don't know anybody, not yet, anyways. Knock on wood. Maybe somebody will message me and say, Hey, thank God somebody's finally talking about animal role play. My husband and I have been in it for years, and we love playing piggies. Oh my God, it's the best sex ever. So, you actually, when you came out, you had an experience with somebody that you dated that was considered part of the or into. The animal role play community, the the pup community,
0: right? Right. I had actually, after downloading Grinder, I had seen quite a few, quite a few people on there that had the the masks on the pup masks. I actually liked them. I thought they were I thought they were cool looking. I I didn't really know about the kind of pup play scene. Okay. Um, but I liked the masks, so I got on Amazon and I ordered one for myself.
1: So and- Amazon. Amazon yes. has those masks. See, they do, yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, Red Bull, when I started looking at the animal role play, the pup community, the the things, the, all the different toys associated with this role play, I had seen the pup mask. And for people that have never seen it, I will put pictures, if they're appropriate, on Twitter facebook and instagram for the gay florida man podcast so you can see what this is but it's like a leather mask and then the snout is typically extended there's different colors different materials you can get it in leather or synthetic leather what other stuff red bull what what else do these masks?
0: there was actually well and and while i was dating this guy there was he had actually ordered one but there's There's a a website or a company in California that will make them, they'll custom make them for you. So they'll do, I mean, whatever colors you want, they're, they're actually out of leather. They'll put whatever colors on them. They'll do uh, like studs in the snout for like whiskers and different things. It's, it's, it gets pretty intense. The different types of ears you can put on and, (laughs) well, you know, and, and and they cost, they cost upwards of $200 to have them custom made. Oh, wow. You know, a lot
1: of people don't understand th- this whole thing, and and I want to be clear when I talk about the whole BDSM scene, it, which is be which is growing. It's becoming more popular. But yes. this whole thing with the the pup play, this is just another variation of dominant or dom or submissive or sub with a dominant partner and a submissive partner in a relationship. It's just another variation when you start to get into dressing up as animal characters right right
0: in the pup play it's called an alpha and a beta so you've got the alpha male the alpha dog that's over the beta dog and i mean and it it can get a little bit deeper than that because you can also have a handler and the handler is over both the alpha and the beta if that uh, doesn't make your mind explode but no i
1: I mean it's becoming a big scene and like you had said on dating apps when you actually see people wearing these um these masks and accessories it's not just the masks is if i didn't know any of this stuff the last 24 hours red bull has been mind-blowing because (laughs) you know as we talk about the different the different animals the, the pup thing is really big, and it's also pretty popular with the gay guys. But you also have kitty or kitten or cat. It's the same sort of thing as the pup, but it's just a cat theme. And yes. then you have pigs, piggy. That's a big thing. And then the equestrian stuff, the horse stuff. And it really gets into a lot of detail where you have harnesses. I don't know if they have saddles. I didn't see any saddles in my journey online, (laughs) but uh, they do have like these things that cover your hands and your feet, like hooves for the horses, for the equestrian. Do they they have the same for
0: dogs? Yep. Paws. Okay. Yeah. They're they're paws. They're basically gloves that you put on your hands that kind of, uh, if you are on your hands and knees, you're on your knuckles, if that makes sense. So if you make a fist, you put it over the top of your hand and then it's like a, it's a fist inside (laughs) <laughs> no, i shouldn't have used that term <laughs> no
1: that's a different kink let's that's, stay on subject here.
0: That's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I haven't been down that particular uh kink either yet good, good luck but... with that one <laughs> <laughs> right right you know as you get into all these different toys associated with just the pups you have the collars and then you have like little id tags that you put on the collar They really get into the details and the tail that you put on as, as a pup or, you know, a dog, it's like a butt plug. And then it's got a tail that you, I don't know how you wag the tail. I guess you just have to shake your rear hips. I'm actually sitting here. You shake your ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you're wagging your tail. And so it's all part of this, this
0: role play. On the tail side, they make two different types of tails that I've seen anyway. And they they make one that's just fur. um, So it's a butt plug and then it's got like a a synthetic hair attached to it. Um, And then they also make one that's rubber and it kind of curls upward. So like upwards towards your back if you had the butt plug in. And that one... I'll tell you, if you wiggle your ass, it tickles all the right spots. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, when you're talking about the different tails, and again, I looked at, it's not just the pup play, but you know, of course there's like a cat tail that's designed more for like a cat style. And then for the pig, it's the little curly tail like yeah. the pig. And then I didn't see the horse one, but I'm sure it's like, you know, the the horse tail longer. It is definitely uh, a, a good feeling with the, a particular oh, yeah. type or style that you said was was good feeling. <laughs> yep.
0: yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. As I see the different things, the accessories that people buy as they get into this role playing thing with the pup play, and you've got the collars, you've got the leashes. I saw one thing, and I'm like, God, these people really get into this. And it's like an electronic shock collar that yeah, you ooh. can. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking. I guess to shock your partner, he's not doing what he's told. And again, because this whole thing of pup play is part of the, the dominant, submissive role play of kink, it's like, wow, they even get to the point of shocking your partner because yes. you didn't do it. You're a bad dog.
0: Well, and I didn't know they had those. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that they would. But, I you know, some of the kinks get into more of the... Torture, I guess, in, in that sense. I mean, if it was me and I had a shock collar on, I definitely wouldn't be hard if I was getting shocked. So, <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound fun at all.
1: You, you bring up that whole thing with, with shock and pain, and I know that gets into a lot of your other subgroups. But I did not know this until I started to research that there are kind of standards written by the people that oversee these larger organizations of role play, pup play, pig play, kitten play, And there's this thing called safe, sane, consensual, and it's used by organizations. And it's just exactly what it says, safe, sane, consensual, as people act out these different role plays. I didn't know that with this kind of understanding or agreement that there is also edge play, which is the opposite of SSC. And that is activity that is considered risk-aware consensual kink. Do you know what that is? I don't. <laughs> and no, I no. had no idea. all new to me, But as I, as I went down the rabbit hole, it was like one thing led to another thing, led to another thing that led to another thing. This is stuff that there is certain risk involved when you do this sort of kink. And you can start with like things that a lot of people have done, which is wax play, dripping wax on your partner and stimulation. But it also progresses. There's um, of course, erotic asphyxiation or a lot of people have heard of auto erotica where you like cut off the airway to your brain, you cut off the oxygen and it, it supposedly gives you a lot of stimulation. I will never advise anybody to do this even in a controlled environment. I've seen too many crime scene photos of guys that have tried to do this and ended up dying in the process, you know, just because they wanted a a heightened stimulation or a heightened climax, and it's just not worth it. But there's also fire play with actual fire, I guess, brushing the skin or, you know, putting alcohol on your skin, lighting it. Again, none of this stuff, I think, Of as stimulating at all. Knife play,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. knife play, fear play, temperature play, uh, which goes back to kind of hand in hand with fire play, wax play, which I mentioned, and even gun play. And I don't know if it also it's like that heightened risk that's a turn on that this is dangerous, and we're really close to crossing the line of getting permanently hurt or scarred. But again, that's considered part of the group of edge play where you're going outside of the the standards of of the BDSM SSC. So I think
0: I'll I'll stick to the SSC side of things. <laughs> right, right. Now let me ask you this. When you when you
1: meet this this person that's into the pup play, I was reading there's this kind of like period of negotiation as you meet somebody that you may or may not date. Sometimes it's more formal. Sometimes it's more informal, which happens with dating. It's like, Hey, what are you into? And, and you had said earlier, Red Bull, you had said, well, it's kind of like when you meet somebody online and they ask, Hey, what are you into? Well, you know, I'm into long walks on the beach. I'm into a long-term relationship. I'm into cheeseburgers or video games, but then there's <laughs> kind of like a more of a contractual checklist. I'm into domination, I'm into the pup play, but in pup play I'm I'm into like wearing a collar, I'm into being submissive. Have you ever heard of any of that with negotiation, discussing what's acceptable, what's off limits?
0: Um, so in in my experience or in my uh, you know, when I kind of dabbled into it, I I guess the topic of conversation in the beginning was that It was just that, trying to find out the rules, you know, Mm -hmm. between between the two of us. And it more or less came to the point where, okay, well, we're going to play a little bit and see where it goes and then kind of make up rules from there. It was, I mean, it was nothing really bad, but it came to the point where I was the one more dominant in the relationship. It, It almost just, in the relationship, I became the alpha and it was... It wasn't, it wasn't like a conversation that we had had. It just felt natural, more natural that way, I guess, if you could say that.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, it's interesting. And I guess depending on, you know, age, well, there's just a million different variables on when people are trying to meet other people that are into a particular fetish or kink Mm -hmm. to understanding if there's going to be a connection there or not.
0: Well, yeah, and they, you know, there's obviously there's some that like to take it a lot further than others, and so that's kind of part of that conversation in the beginning. We had that conversation, and it was mainly over, you know, text messages. Um, but then when we actually played for the first time, it was more or less during that time. You were like, okay, no, I don't want to do that. Or
1: <laughs> sure, but there sure.
0: wasn't. It didn't really get to the point where it was. Oh my God, what are you doing? Yeah, well, it never, it never got that to that point, anyway.
1: I would imagine you have to establish boundaries if you're going to yes. get into BDSM any way, shape, or form. Establishing what's acceptable, what's not.
0: Right. I mean, and you in, would in have this to- case, for the most part, when you're when it's pup play, there's really no torturing or or Mm -hmm. you know you know like normally you hear in bdsm like somebody's got a safe word or whatever and in this it's not like that because you don't it's not to the point where i mean you're not hurting each other in any way in my experience anyway it was more or less just acting like pups and playing around with each other
1: sure i see just acting like that part the part of the Yeah. I I,
0: I always, I always said that if, if I could be reincarnated as a dog, I would like to be because then I could lick my own dick and I wouldn't have to worry about anybody (laughs) anybody else.
1: (laughs) You'll be single for the rest of your life. You know, you, you, you made mention of the the safe word and and I didn't know this. This is again, part of my research because I've never been in this position. I've been in a lot of positions, not this one. Um, (laughs) So what happens? Okay. If you have a safe word, but you've got a rubber ball gag or your your mouth is in a position where you can't talk. What happens then? And a person's going too far or there's multiple partners and you're trying to say the, the safe word, but you're like, oh, yes. like, that's not the safe word. So
0: <laughs> what?
1: what does somebody do in that position?
0: I haven't had experience in that, but I would okay. think in that situation that there would be I don't know. They would have to do something different. A safe word is definitely there for the protection of both people. You know, if you got somebody that's getting too much into it and really hurting (laughs) the other person or something, then...
1: (laughs) So, again, I learned this from the research, and this is the Gay Florida Man educating everybody out there listening to this podcast. It's always good to have a safe symbol. Oh. So, if you're mouth is being utilized by somebody else make sure you have a safe <laughs> symbol of something that you can throw or you know do something with your hand to notify them you're going too far and i'm not liking it so <laughs> that just, is something i did learn
0: you just have those <laughs> soccer flags like they yeah have, you know the yeah. referees have you just throw a flag if it hits the ground it's
1: a <laughs> great idea far.
0: <laughs> great idea
1: the stuff that's associated with the and i'm looking at a website and this is called fetish pets store and this place it helps people that are into this sort of uh kinky activity it gives you the opportunity to buy all the accessories associated with your particular kink and so i'm looking at the pup stuff and i'm seeing address tubes tag different dog tag aluminum dog tag bone brass Uh, You can get your name on there or a dog tag bulldog canine. I guess if you're really into the, the, the police thing, you know, I think that if, if one partner wants to dress up the Dom or what did you call in the gay alpha and beta. Okay. So the alpha would be dressed as maybe a police officer or corrections officer. And then the, uh, the pup would be wearing this canine tag
0: see and i'll tell you in in this situation it you would actually have a handler that would be wearing the police uniform okay so handler makes sense so yeah so in in my case we were both pups so we wouldn't have we you know one was the alpha one was the beta so in this one the handler would actually be the person that's over both of those pups wow so that's adding a third person into the mix
1: okay (laughs) and is that typical with like a uh A relationship where there's three partners
0: Um, a thruple
1: (laughs) there you go I learned something new a thruple is is that what it's called
0: um, I've met I've met some people that have been in a thruple but that's and that means that they're with two other people so yeah okay I I think (laughs)
1: yeah so you're right yeah no it's a thruple so one's a handler and the other two are playing the roles of pups
0: Yes, in my situation, we did have a handler, but the handler never played with us as far as sexual at all.
1: Okay, so what role does the handler play? Like as far as your, is it like to go out in public and he has control of you as the handler? Yes. Like,
0: Okay. Yes. So the, the the person that I, not to name names, but the person that I, that was my handler would dress up and do drag up in Salt Lake at one of the bars in Salt Lake. Okay. And so we would go to the bar. She would take us out on stage with, <laughs> with leashes. Wow! Uh, and we'd be wearing just harnesses, jockstrap harnesses, and everything. So <laughs> now, and then are, our
1: masks. When you go out on stage, are you on all fours? Yes. I imagine you have to wear knee pads as part of this. Uh, your your equipment. Yes. yes. Okay. Tear up your knees. It's if a you're... must. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> God. Some of the other things that I'm seeing on this, this site, okay, is harnesses. Uh, you already had mentioned paws that are, are yep. like gloves, you know, to give the appearance of paws. Tails, plugs, muzzles, snouts. How much is somebody looking to spend if they were to get into pup play for a decent setup? How much money are we talking?
0: You know for the mask itself the masks i've seen i mean they can run anywhere from 25 bucks on amazon to around four or five hundred dollars for custom made ones Uh, and and that's just the masks themselves now on top of that you've got your the plugs your tells the tells are i think 50 to 75 bucks right around um paws are about 100 bucks your harness is probably about 100 bucks itself it can get up there. The, the collars are usually about 50 bucks.
1: I noticed something. And again, on this site, I don't know how it necessarily correlates to the pup play, but I'm going to have to uh, share this on the, The uh, I don't think Instagram will let me, but uh, <laughs> it is a, uh, it's called a sniff odor muzzle, but it's under the category of main page for dogs, muzzle snouts. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, here it is. Now I'm going to read you the description. And again, you got to visualize like basically a cup that fits in a jock strap with a strap that goes around the back of your head. So, but it's upside down, so it curves around your nose for a snug fit. But this is the product <laughs> description. If your plaything cannot get enough of the powerful smell of your sweaty groin, Give them what they want by locking them into this unique and humiliating muzzle. The comfortable silicone lined athletic cup unsnaps from the straps so that you can wear it during the game. Then force your sub to inhale your scent afterwards. Overwhelm them with the pungence of a used pair of socks or underwear stuffed in the cup with their desperate face. The straps adjust to fit most. And have a locking buckle so that you can lock them up with your ripe odors trapped inside. Your nasty plaything. Better be careful what they wish for. Now, I <laughs> I don't know why it caught my eye. Because I'm like, I don't see how this would connect to the whole pup thing. But it probably is part of another group. But because it has the, the title muzzle, it, it's going to go into different categories. I'm sure this this place does more than just fetish. For pets, but it's going to try to cater to any other type of uh BDSM toys. So yeah. interesting. I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Instagram and Facebook will let me put the picture up. I'll try because people got to see this. It's 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 interesting. <laughs> and that would retail for sixty four, comma ninety five euro. Yeah. no so sixty four dollars ninety five cents, but I'd, again, it's euro. So I don't know what the exchange rate is right now. Interesting. What would you say? Is the fun part of the animal role play? What do you consider the least fun part of animal role play? Red Bull.
0: I think the most part about it, the fun is, is kind of in the foreplay when you're when you're just kind of on all fours and and uh, just messing around with each other for the most part. That's kind of the the fun of it, and it, and it's I guess having the mask on kind of just conceals you a little bit, so you can kind of let loose more than what you normally would or it kind of gives you that excuse to let loose more than you normally would.
1: Do you ever get tired of doggy style? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I had to ask that question. So that's the fun part. What would you say is the part of, of this whole fetish or kink that is not as fun or like the downside of it? Is there a downside?
0: I don't really think that there's a downside, you know, coming out of that relationship, I had realized that that whole scene wasn't for me. And the only reason why is because I'm the type of person that feels uncomfortable when I'm role playing or when I'm trying to act out something. So, you know, I can be a pup and I can do that stuff. But, you know, if, if I'm supposed to bark, or I'm supposed to whine or anything like that, I'm, I'm going to lose my shit and bust out laughing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> did he get mad if you
1: broke character?
0: No, no, he okay. didn't. But there was quite a few times where I did. That's where I kind of realized after that that really wasn't for me because I just, I have a hard time staying in character. Yeah, yeah. Having that mask on and being concealed is kind of the, the fun part of it. But then happen to, I guess, keep the mask up and keep the, keep the facade going is the difficult part because I just can't take it seriously when I'm trying to, you know, have sex and fuck around. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you meet a lot of guys that are into the community, into
1: the, uh, the animal role play, the pup community?
0: I met quite a few on Grinder. Didn't ever really meet up with them. And mainly because I was kind of in a relationship, so I didn't meet with any of them and then, but had still, you know, chatted with them and stuff. But after the fact, um, I had lost touch with all of them just because I had realized that that kind of wasn't the scene for me. Right. Um, but during that time, you know, I met a guy that um, he he wanted to build an RV park. Well, he was in the middle of building an RV park is what he called it. He called it a dog RV park and it wasn't for um, actual dogs. It was for human pups. This park would consist of having dog houses on it. It would have a pool area. It would have a lots of um, like what you would picture at a normal dog park. Okay. You could picture here. So some of the more elaborate dog parks that have kind of the waterfalls and different areas to play and, and different things like that that's what he was building um and he was building it in more of a secluded area to make it so it was kind of a i guess a nudist area so that you okay. didn't have to worry about outside eyes yeah i mean he he was going pretty elaborate with it and and wanted my input on you know what i suggested and and really honestly the only things i could come up with was like you know water a pool and, and different things like that because you know, especially when you're in the middle of the summer it's going to be the best thing to cool you down but sure so
1: sure.
0: you see a bunch of pups jump in the pool with their masks on they might come out looking a little bit different i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well you know it's it, so it's like a doggy daycare is what he was building yeah yeah oh wow that's crazy and i remember it was just a few years ago i saw one of the masks with a snout and stuff and i didn't know what it was i didn't know it was part of this whole animal role play thing I just thought it was some type of decorative mask that some variation of like, you know, a leather hood. I didn't know that it was part of this huge subculture that is becoming very, very popular. I've never dealt with somebody that was into part of this, this animal role play. I guess the closest story that I've got would be somebody that had a foot fetish. And it seems like foot fetishes have become very popular not my thing. I just think feet are kind of boring. I don't see it as gross or risky or any of that. I just think feet are feet kind of uneventful. But I had met this guy, and I think it was, like you had said, I think it was on Grinder, And I had met this dude, and he had told me that he loves feet, like feet are really hot to him. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> so sorry, Grandma in heaven. But anyways, what happens is, is I meet this guy, and it always it it was kind of like weird in the fact that it's like kind of secretive. We weren't near his house, we weren't near my house, so we met in my car, and we had kind of negotiated online like what we're both into. And for me, I'm pretty boring. I'm pretty straightforward. I just like sex, you know, just traditional mm-hmm. sex between myself and another guy he was into the feet thing so i meet him and he gets in the car and we're talking and we we park and anyways we're in this it's late at night we finally get to a point where he's like you know he's wanting to see the goods and most of the time that would be like my cock and not for him though (laughs) he wants to see my my feet so i take off my shoes and i start taking off my socks he's like no 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 go slower go slower and he's got his dick out and he's jacking off. And it's like me undressing, but it's just me taking my socks off. It's the exposure of my feet has really got this guy so fucking turned on. <laughs> and I'm watching this whole thing and I'm not, I'm not getting aroused at all. Like to me, it's just like I'm watching him and I'm trying to take it all in and I'm like, I don't understand this at all. So I'm taking <laughs> off the one sock and then I'm taking off the other sock and this guy is just like he's breathing heavy he's really excited he takes the one sock and he's jacking off into the sock and i'm just sitting next to him bored out of my mind watching him going wow you know to each their own but he finishes and i never even got hard i was not <laughs> no it just it wasn't it wasn't stimulating and it's i have nothing against people that are into foot fetishes i just it's not not something that's exciting to me (laughs) you know he went his way and um he's like uh you know what do you want me to do with this sock that's you know filled with his load and I'm like, uh, you can keep it if you want to, man. I I don't, I, I won't do anything. It's going to go in the garbage. I don't. You know, so he went on his way. The thing is, is that Red Bull, a few months later, he hit me up online. He's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I don't know why I did this. But I, I took a picture of my foot with a sock half on because I wanted to send him a sexy picture. <laughs> so I really did. And you know what he said? why do you do that to me oh my gosh he was really <laughs> into that i didn't think my feet were that sexy but he really made me feel good i always felt like my feet looked like fred flintstone or barney Rubble, <laughs> but he really made me feel good about my feet i could well, be a foot good. model yeah i could be a foot <laughs> model i to go to la <laughs> is there any other thoughts that you wanted to bring up about animal role play that, you know, people should know or, you know, about pups or the other variations with um, the pigs, the kittens, is there ponies?
0: Well, when I dabbled in it and I, when I fooled around, it was the pup side of things. I honestly didn't know about the kitties and, and the pigs and the horses. And I had seen them, you know, a couple of years later, but they, it wasn't anything. It had no interest to me at all. You know, as far as like the pup play goes it's kind of crazy how there's there's a lot more kind of kinks that go along with it sometimes um, that i've noticed just was from talking to people when i was kind of interested in it and a lot of that's like you know your water sports you you pee on somebody or or whatever it is a lot of stuff that goes along with it if that makes sense
1: and for people that don't know water sports is yeah it's it, dealing with urine and I know that some people like to play with urine. Some people like to play in the mud. I don't know what that is called. You know. And I'm not here to, to make fun of anybody for whatever you're into, because express yourself as long as it's consensual and it's with other adults, that's what's important. And it doesn't cross the line and violate other people's rights is, right. is what's yep. really important. Is you have, have fun, but don't take it to the point where you get hurt. I know that I was online years ago and I had told you this Red Bull. I was on this website and I was talking to this guy and it seemed like we were having a pretty good connection. And then he said, God, I would really love to piss in your hair. And I was like, (laughs) what? Like, wait a minute. The things were going really well. And I didn't know what to say. And I said, God, I hope that's not foreplay to you shitting in my mouth. He blocked and deleted me.
0: Yeah, that was over. <laughs> was, I pissed them off. You know, even when I even on gender, <laughs> I, I block people and it's not it's not because I don't like them or or whatever, it's because I'm not into what they want. Yeah. I guess maybe me blocking them is more of an abrupt rude thing to do, but you know, I had a guy that I did end up blocking, but he turned out I mean, he, you know, we just seen each other online, there was no masks, no nothing. This is, you know, different topic and I asked him what he was into and he said he said he was into water sports and I said, "Oh yeah, like what kind?" Uh, and how, like, you know, do you want to pee on me or what, what, you, what, what do you like? He asked me to fill up bottles for him of urine because he wanted to drink it. Uh, you know, it, for me to each his own, right. If he wants sure, to do sure, that, that's great. Sure, but that sure. is not a turn on for me at all. So that's, yeah. I'd, well, the <laughs> I thing that makes blocking. me,
1: the <laughs> thing that makes me concerned is that, you know, you give him a big gulp full of your piss. And then he downs that son of a bitch, and then he leans over for a kiss.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that,
1: no, not going to happen, bud.
0: Uh, nope.
1: <laughs> now, one of the first people that I ever dated was really into watching me urinate. And I'll never forget, it made me gun shy for taking a piss. But he he's like, let me watch, let me watch this is going back to 1995 he wanted to watch me urinate and he would really got into it and uh it only happened like once or twice it wasn't a very long relationship anyways i didn't understand it i didn't know what what was exciting about that but it was it was his thing so you know god bless him if that's what he wants to do that whatever i haven't had anybody ask me for you know, a jug of my urine. I've heard of people asking for urine or they want to try to get past a drug test.
0: Oh yeah, no, this was, he he wanted to come over and drink it in front of me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Like you said, water sports, that's a whole nother episode. I hope that, you know, in the future, you'll come back and maybe we can discuss some other topics besides the role play, the animal role play that we've been discussing tonight. For sure. I'll explain to you my sex room. (laughs) <laughs> well, now, have you seen that uh, that series on Netflix?
0: I have not yet. <laughs>
1: okay. It's a new series on Netflix, and these people bring in, based on loosely, like one of those shows where they redo a house or they, they do an addition or some adjustment. But this is people that want, couples that want a sex room built in their house. And I watched wow. a couple episodes, and it was interesting. I'm learning new things, just like research for today. I'm learning different stuff and what people are into and and to each their own. Again, yeah, for consen- sure. consensual adults, have at it, have fun. You know, learn yep. what your partner likes and keep them happy. That's that's the key.
0: So. Yep, it is.
1: Well, Red Bull, thank you so much. This has been the gay Florida man episode 16 animal role play. I appreciate yep. everybody checking it out. Did you have a good time with tonight's episode?
0: I did, yes. It was a lot okay, of
1: fun. it was great. I'm glad we finally got to uh, to catch up, and and I love your story, and I'm glad that you're finding support, and I'm glad that you've joined your community, the gay community, and you are true to yourself. Congratulations yes. again. Thank you. I'm gonna end this episode with the same thing I tell you every week, and that is to be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. If you're sitting in prison, you're fucking not good at it. Good night, everybody.